so hello, I'm Sophie. Uh, for those who I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet, um, and I have the privilege of taking us through, whoo, we've got papers flying everywhere, uh, uh, the next part of our story of what? Jonah. Jonah. Now, hopefully, uh, it will be as interactive as possible, so get involved, get keen. We're going to hopefully have some fun. So, if there are any children, you can either stay where you are or you can come near the front. And I do have some sweets up for offer, if you would like to. And I've got a big bag, actually, which is very exciting. Jo um, so... <laughs> so, first question, who is, oh beautiful, come to the front, thank you, woo, we've got one person, any more, any more, any more, any more, yes, even better, yes, we've got more coming, do you know what, we've got sweets for just coming to the front, why not, eh, so question number one, who is Jonah. Can anyone tell me? Doesn't have to just be the kids, it can be the adults as well. Oh, you don't like sweets. Um, right, who is Jonah? Arthur, who's Jonah? Yes, okay, anyone tell me? Yes, he is a prophet. What? What is a prophet then? Who can tell me what a prophet is? Yes, they can... That was close, sorry, they didn't fly very well. Good, he hears from God. And God has told him to go to where? Anyone tell me? Begins with the N. Yes, good girl, Nineveh. Okay, we've got sweets flying everywhere. He has been told to go to Nineveh. What has happened so far in our story? Has he gone to Nineveh yet? No. No? Point for that. <laughs> Sweet's flying. He's not gone to Nineveh. Where has he been? I'm going to have to, uh, you two are on fire, but unfortunately, it's good to give another people some turns. So, what's happened so far? Where is he? Okay. Jonah, what happens to him? He gets eaten by what? A, oh, a great fish. Fantastic. He gets eaten by a great fish. Does he stay there forever? No. no. What happens? Yes. Good. Fantastic. He gets spit out. And this is where we are at today. He has got spit out. Okay. And we're going to find out what is going to happen next. Now, Matt so helpfully talked about an acronym for grace. Can anyone remember what it was? So all of those letters stood for a different word. Can anyone remember what it was? Matt, we might have to come to you if no one can remember. Yes. Fantastic. Can we have that on the screen? Big round of applause. God's riches. I'm going to... Woo! Thank you, thank you. Here all day, here all day. God's riches at Christ's expense. And that is where we are going to start off today. We're going to be talking more about God's grace. So I've got some sheets for you at the front. And we've got three words. And these are the words that we're going to focus on today. Okay, and at the back, you've got a little uh, piece of paper that you can draw your own city. Okay, does that make sense? So I want you to stay here if possible, but Jesus is going to hand out some sheets to you. He's got some colouring pencils. 
If you are sat with your parents, Jews will also come round to you, uh, and you can continue colouring in those words that we are focusing on today. Okay, so Jonah's going to go to where? Oh my gosh, come on people, Jonah's going to go to where? Fantastic, he's going to go to Nineveh, and today my talk is called Repentance of a City. Now often when we talk about Jonah, we talk about Jonah and the fish. But actually, there's so much more to Jonah than just Jonah and the fish. And chapter 3 is where a city is given a second chance, and a man is given a second chance. And when I was uh, reading about uh, chapter 3, someone quoted this uh, sentence, which I absolutely loved. So I'm going to repeat it out to you today. It says, Nineveh was referred to as a great city. Chapter 1, verse 2. There was a great great wind, chapter 1, verse 4. A great fish, 1, verse 17. But this story is of a great God who showed great love. So, Nineveh, we know, is in today's Iraq. And it was a huge city with a huge amount of sin. Okay, And God really wanted to intervene and put a plan in place for this. So, I thought... Because, you know, summer series and all, we're going to play a game. Unfortunately, I wasn't actually very nice there. I actually wasn't like God. I gave you all one chance and one chance only. If you wanted another go, you had to earn it. Okay? But God, God gave Jonah a second chance, even when Jonah didn't deserve it. Can we have the next slide? It says in verse 1, Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. So kids, this is your point one. God's persistent grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Jonah was chosen. God chose him specifically. Jonah didn't have anything special, and God chooses anybody, the rich, the poor, the educated, the uneducated. God wants us to follow his call, to do something, to go out. God blesses you to bless other people. We're all chosen for many things. When Jesus came to earth, he died and rose again, but that wasn't it. He did life on earth. He went out. He didn't stay in. He listened, he lived for what God wanted him to do. He lived to change the world. Are we living to change the world? Jonah ignored God the first time. He didn't want to change the world. God could have easily chosen somebody else, but he didn't. God asked him a second time. He gave him a second chance because Jonah was the right man for the job. God can do anything. God didn't need to use a person. God doesn't need to use us, but he chooses to. He uses us, normal people like me and you. God calls you. And God has a habit of choosing people again and again. Now, if someone came into your home, robbed your most precious possessions, went to prison, came out and said, oh, can I come for dinner at your house? Hands up, who would let them in? (laughs) there's always one I wouldn't either 
Would you leave them alone in your home with all your, your new precious possessions? No. But God would. God would give people a second chance based on their heart. When Jesus went to heaven, he left Peter in charge. Peter, a person who lost faith in Jesus when he asked to walk on water, denied Jesus three times, even when he was told he was going to do it, he was still chosen. Not because of his mistakes, but because Jesus saw something in him. And Jesus sees something in you today. God gives us a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth chance. He calls us. Point number two, learning. Jonah suffered in the whale. He cried out like we heard last week, but he learnt from it. So it says, Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's commands and went out to Nineveh, a city so large it took three days to see it all. Jonah didn't even think about it. He obeyed. Who's changing the world for people that were killed in drink driving? Often the people who have been affected by it. Suffering and failing changes us if we let it. Now, who can guess one of my favourite Disney films of all times? What have we got? <laughs> Tangled? No. Snow White? No. Lion King. The Lion King is a great film. Now, Simba learned from his mistakes. Now, obviously, we're not going to learn from the Disney film, but it's helpful just to pull it into perspective for us. Amazing. So obviously we don't learn from Disney films, but it's a helpful reminder as to actually we can learn from things. God is our father and he's a good father and he, a good father teaches us. Like with my son Arthur, I try and teach him to be kind. I try and teach him to learn from his mistakes, but it's his choice whether he does it or not. And Isaiah 48 verse 17 says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. God teaches us, but it's down to us what we do with it. Will we continue to fail or are we going to strive to succeed? Jonah chose to succeed. Jonah learned from his lesson. So Jonah goes to where? Nineveh, okay, and we know it takes three days to get there. So I was doing some Googling. Three days from Hope Church Seven Eggs took me all the way to Hope Church in Leeds with three hours spare. So I thought I'd give myself a three-hour little break. But three days, it was a long journey to get there. So we are going to walk around the hall three times. And we have got a great song called, Is This The Way? to Nineveh. Now, I was going to change the words, but I thought there was no way I was going to beat uh, Jeeves's uh, little rhyme. So we've just got like the karaoke version. Uh, and then it goes, when it goes, sha la 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 you're going to go, Nineveh. Make sense? Classic. So, standing up for us, let's walk around the hall three times. Let's go. What a journey. Who's feeling tired? Woo! A little bit tired, a little bit worn out. Kids, if you want to come and join me again, you're welcome to. You've still got your sheets at the front. There are more sweets up for grabs. Always sweets. Easily bribery. So, it says, verse 4, 
on the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. What does he say? Nineveh will be destroyed. Fantastic. Well done. Right, Jonah didn't sugarcoat it. Okay, he recognized that God gave him a second chance and the Ninevites could have a second chance. Now, we do know from chapter 4, Jonah's attitude towards the Ninevites wasn't exactly positive. However, his attitude didn't limit what God did. We know from the prodigal son in Luke that the father ran to the younger brother even when the older brother thought he wasn't worth it. Same with Jonah and the Ninevites. God runs towards us. He wants all of us. Now this one line probably wasn't his whole speech, but he said what he needed to say. But sometimes as Christians, we can get nervous and caught up in what we think we should say or shouldn't say. It causes us sometimes to not say anything. But we are called to be delivery people. We deliver the message that God tells us to. And God does the rest. God didn't say, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and make everyone believe in me. He didn't say that. It's not down to us to change people's hearts. That's for the Holy Spirit to do. He doesn't request success, but faithfulness. Now Jesus, Jesus is the greater Jonah. Because instead of bringing salvation just to a city, Jesus brought salvation to the whole of humanity. Now, I would love for someone to be Jonah. Who wants to be Jonah? Go on, you can be Jonah. So, you've got to have a loud voice. Do you have a loud voice? Oh, fantastic. Jackie, can we have your help here? So, you are going to go around and you are going to shout, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Doesn't matter if you don't quite get it right. Just shout, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Kind of makes sense? Right, pause a second. Now, um, the next part, verse 5, says, if it comes onto the screen, please. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow, which is like a sackcloth. So, you're going to go around, and people are going to hopefully put on a sackcloth. Now, all I'm going to say is please be careful. We don't want any injuries. <laughs> kind of looking like this. Kind of makes sense? Yeah. So Jackie's going to help you. What are you going to shout? 40 days. Yes, fantastic. Right, go around and shout it around. Who is going to repent? Good, keep it going. Jackie, keep going. Go, 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 go. Louder, louder, louder. Um, Jeeves, do you want to help Jackie? <laughs> Can you help Jackie? Yes, good, keep it going. <laughs> How many days? How many days? 40, 40, 40, okay. What, su what surprises me is how they believe it so easily. They don't just believe it, they... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Fantastic. Let's keep going. 40 days. Fantastic. Perfect. Do you want to sit down now? Okay. Jonah has delivered the message. Okay. But they don't just believe it. 
chilly, fantastic. It might get a little bit warm in there, so if you want to take them off, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, they don't just believe it, they do something about it. Okay, so what is a sackcloth? It's a coarse rough fabric which is used in the act as, as penance, something as an expression of repentance. Okay, so this goes on to our next word. Our next word is all about repentance. So, can I have a king? Yes, come and be my king. Come up here to the. Ooh! Oh. <laughs> We haven't, that's, that's all we've got, I'm afraid. That could be your crown. You can have some more sweets for being so amazing. Okay. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne, took off his royal robes. <laughs> we can pretend. And he dressed himself in a belap. Do we have a spare one? Beautiful. And sat on a heap of ashes. Oh, we've lost, oh, we've lost the crown. Do you want to sit down? On the sack of ashes. Beautiful. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning. And everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all of their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. They repented. They turned away from their sins. And at school in my class, I try and teach them the importance of understanding what sorry means. Sorry isn't just a word. Okay, it's something which means I will never try and do it again. I'm not going to hurt someone, say sorry, and then do it again. Repentance means turning away, changing. Now, a bit of a side note, Nineveh was actually destroyed later on. Unfortunately, they turned away from their sins for a while, but then went back. So this is, shows us the importance of genuine repentance. It's so key. Fake repentance could be through fear and wanting to avoid instant damnation. But in the end, God knows your true heart. So we know when the king heard the news, he tried to repent. They even did something with the animals. They were desperate. Praise Jesus that we don't have to wear the sackcloths every time we do something wrong. Take them off. We are free from that. Take them off if you want to. They're a bit sweaty. Take them off. Take them off. We don't have to do that anymore. Because of what Jesus has done for us. He died and rose again. Jesus is the greater Jonah. As instead of bringing salvation to a city, Jesus has brought salvation to humanity. And verse 10, it says, When God saw what he, they, they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. God showed his mercy like he always does. Sometimes we can think we're like the Ninevites. What we have done is so terrible, how possibly could God forgive me? How possibly could God show his mercy towards me? And if that's you today, I want you to know that God wants you to know that you, nothing you have done or will do or could do can ever keep him away. 
If we choose to repent and to genuinely repent, God's mercy is greater. One of my favorite Psalms helps us understand that a little bit more. Psalm 139. I was going to read this book. This is a great book, parents, uh, for kids, if you haven't got it already. It goes through some of the Psalms uh, in a nice, nice kid-friendly way. But we're just going to look at verse 7 to 10. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise upon the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Now this is only part of the psalm, so I'd encourage you to read the whole thing. God wants you to know that he can he wants to know you because of Jesus. Jesus has paid it all. All of our sins are forgiven. Now, I've got a little experiment. So hopefully this is going to work. This represents us. Okay, when we're born, we're born, unfortunately, sinners. Okay, and we're sinners because of Adam and Eve. And every time we make a mistake, our water gets a little bit more cloudy, a little bit more not pure. But Jesus, if we accept him into our life and fill us up to our cup, he completely changes us. In theory, it should be a bit clearer, but still, you get the point. God fills us up to the top. Okay? He changes us so that any sin we do is no more. We are pure, we are forgiven. Jesus does that for us because of what he has done on the cross. If we ask him into our life, he changes us. He forgives us completely. So, worship bands, can I ask you to come back up? We're going to come into lands. So I'd encourage you now just to stand where you are. Kids, if you want to go back to your parents, take your sheets with you. Um, and we're just going to go through three points. These three points um, are really, thank you so much, are really what I felt God was trying to teach us today. It says, God will call you one time, a second time, a third time. He will keep calling you, but are you listening to him right now? What is he calling you to do? That means kids, you too as well. God is calling you as well. God wants to teach us. All good parents teach their children, right? What is God teaching you right now? And are we learning from it? God might actually be calling you to repent, to genuinely turn and to change. Some of us might actually have become a Christian just because we're scared of hell. But are we a Christian to generally submit to God, to accept him into our life, to change us? This might actually be something, this might be your first time thinking, actually, I've never actually repented before. I actually generally want to turn and to change and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to choose him as my Lord and Savior. That might be you today. Just as um, the piano is playing, can I encourage you to stand if you want to, you can put your arms out. That's just a sign of saying to God, I'm accepting, I'm willing, I want to hear from you today. What is God saying to you?